the perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Hey, y'all. I'm Bud Elliott, and this is Cover 3 College Football Summer School. We've done our research on the teams, and now we're bringing on the top team experts from the 24-7 Sports Network to help us fill in the blanks. Please follow us on Twitter at Cover3Podcast. That's Cover3Podcast. And leave us a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. All right. Class is in session. Hey guys, welcome back in to Cover 3. I'm Bud Elliott, and this is College Football Summer School, and today we are talking Alabama. And to help us do that, it's Travis Ryer of Bama Online. Travis, welcome to Cover 3. Hey Bud, what's going on? Been a little while, but uh, great to catch up. Man, just just you know grinding through all these. I, I feel like I'm learning so much about these teams. I, I, you know, if you're not familiar with the format yet because it hasn't gone live, uh, try to do as much research as I can, read y'all's great content at Bama Online, and then going to ask you some stuff that I feel, you know, still feel a little bit uh, uncertain about entering the season and, and try to try to learn as much as we possibly can here heading for summer as we get ramped up for the season. So, you know, Bama last year, just a couple plays short of the national championship. If, if Jamison Williams doesn't go down, maybe that's a different story altogether. All, all uh have to think Tide fans pretty happy overall with the quality of the season, even if the you know, the final game didn't go their way. Yeah, but it just seemed like the season caught up with them, right? 15 games, you lose Mechie in the SEC championship game. And even though you were still able to win that one, there was still this lingering thought that this is one that could catch up to this team. And then you lose Williams in the first half against Georgia, and you're just starting to think, yeah, you, you don't ever discount Alabama at any point, even in those type of scenarios. But uh, even this team or that team had a threshold. And I think it was pretty apparent. That's not to diminish from the accomplishment by the Georgia Bulldogs. They were the best team in college football from start to finish last season. But you're right. Even with all that said, Alabama in the fourth quarter and Indianapolis was right there in position to win a seventh national championship under Nick Saban. I I think as time goes by, we are going to go and appreciate that SC title game even more. Like as we see all these guys get drafted and like you guys put 40 on that defense. Like doing mm-hmm. it once even is incredibly impressive. And I, I guess we'll start there with the offense. So if you look at kind of the, Opponent-adjusted efficiency numbers, run game was still top 20. Inconsistency was, I guess, occasionally an issue with, with, with establishing it. Pass game, just dynamite. Top you know, top five basically everywhere you look. Bryce Young returned, so I won't ask you a ton about him. <laughs> but I, I, I do want to know a little bit about the receiving core. So Mechie's gone. William, Williams is gone. Billingsley's gone. Slade Bolden is gone. Uh, and then Robinson as well, who caught quite a few balls. Uh, for a running back, I think he had what 35 catches last year. That's that's a good number. Now they bring in Gibbs, you know, at, at a running back who can catch the ball and he's dynamic. Uh, Bur- 
How big of a role do you think Gibbs and, and Jermaine Burton, the, the Georgia receiver, are going to play for these guys? Going to have to be huge. And by all accounts, through the first 13 practices this spring, they've been exactly what Alabama hoped they would be. Uh, Burton coming in to solidify a top spot in the rotation. I think he's more along the lines of a Mechie than he is a Jamison Williams. And I think that's why you're going to continue to hear perhaps Alabama involved in the portal, even in the coming weeks, uh, similar to a year ago uh, when they were able to go get Jamison Williams after spring football. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't classify Alabama as done where the transfer portal is concerned, but you know, Burton gives them a sense of security uh, he's already developed a nice sort of relationship with Bryce Young. And, you know, Gibbs is a guy that, as you alluded to there, he can help you cover for some issues even on the outside because he is so versatile and because every time he touches the football, whether it's on offense and also in the return game, you know, there's a chance that he could he could score from anywhere on the field. If you're an SEC fan watching this video and you haven't watched a lot, of ACC ball, obviously I'm a native ACC guy. Uh, he is special. We, we had him at, at the Army game uh, before I worked for 24-7 Sports, just right before. And even then it was like, ooh, oh, this this is different. Okay. Uh, <laughs> very exciting player. That's uh, that's kind of scary for Alabama to have him, and then they add Burton. And, you know, they, they obviously have Corey Brooks still and, and a host of, of young, talented guys. Um, Travis, moving to the offensive line real quickly here. So five of seven guys who played 250-plus snaps are back. I feel like that's – I'm doing my notebook here. It looks like okay depth. You lose Evan Neal, plus you go out and get transfer Tyler Steen from Vanderbilt, who's a, a quality player. This group has to improve from last year, right, even though they lose Evan Neal? Yeah, I think you said it. They have to. Um, and you like what the interior brings back for sure because guard to guard, that's where a lot of that experience that you – spoke of really exists between the two centers that made starts last year, Seth McLaughlin and Darian Dahlcourt. And then at guard with Javian Cohen and Emil Ekior back for a third year as a starter in good shape there. And their depth is really solid there too. Some guys that a lot of people haven't heard about yet uh, look to be promising when you talk about the interior positions, but absolutely Evan Neal going to be a top five pick in all likelihood in the upcoming NFL draft. So, Left tackle stands out first and foremost. You go out, get Steen from Vanderbilt. You feel like for a guy that has made 30-plus starts in the Southeastern Conference, he's going to be one of the tackles. I would think left tackle, but he has also worked at right tackle. So, you know, it essentially comes down to, in all likelihood, that other spot. And that's where you hope a guy like J.C. Latham, a five-star for the 2021 cycle is ready to step in there. But if he isn't, they've cross-trained some guys between guard and tackle. And, you know, it could play out a number of ways. But I would expect Steen to be front and center uh, in that mix as they they need two tackles. You know, and, and that offensive line last year, if they had won the national championship with that offensive line, understanding Evan Neal is a great player, um, you know, it would have had to rank among the the least likely offensive line to win a national championship under Nick Saban. I'm, I'm glad you said that because I remember thinking last year when I saw some of their starters go down or, or battle injury and, and some of the replacements who came in as, as Bama was trying to find the right combo, I was thinking, somebody better get these guys this year 
because I, I, I just saw some of these dudes at recruiting camps. And while they were very highly rated recruits and justifiably so, they were more like longer term projection upside rating as opposed to you know instant impact type rating. You know, like a like a Damian George. You know, still very high upside, but not necessarily a great player off the bat. And then now with the year <laughs> more more experience for all these guys, uh yeah, Georgia should be glad they got him when when they did. It is there a worry on the offensive side that we haven't gone over yet for you? You know, I think that it's probably, again, more in the wide receiver spot. Once you get past Jermaine Burton and Ja'Cory Brooks, a former highly coveted prospect for the 2021 class, did some nice things down the stretch, was heroic against Auburn uh, in the Iron Bowl uh, when Williams was ejected for targeting in that game. Uh, we haven't seen him this spring, so there's still a lot of unknowns at wide receiver with Ajay Hall moving to the transfer portal. So they still have questions there and also depth at tight end. Although if they get the tackle situation figured out and it doesn't involve Kendall Randolph, the program bet, they can give him that number 85 jersey. He shares time between 85 and 60, but they could put him more in the 85 and let him work with Cam Latou. They like Robbie Oots, a second-year player at tight end. And, you know, this was a big tight end class for them that they're bringing in. So they've got some young guys to work with, but there's a little bit of uncertainty at the tight end position as well. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Let's go ahead and go over to the other side of the ball. Rundy top five in the country, opponent adjusted. Past D, a little bit of slippage, top 15, uh, but a whole lot returns on this side of the ball. Four of the top six defensive linemen, if you look at the snap count return, I, I have to think that group probably improves with the way Bama recruits, and yet I'm not necessarily fully certain on who the names will be who step up there. And I'm, I'm curious about that. Yeah, some guys that have played a lot of football over the last three seasons. You go back to even 2019, they had some injuries and some issues that pressed some of those guys as true freshmen onto the field in the front seven in general. But it's time for a guy like DJ Dale to take the next step. It's time for a guy like Jamil Burroughs, Tim Smith, when you look more at the interior, to step forward because they lose a lot of negative play production with Badarian Mathis making his way to the National Football League. So they have some capable guys, some guys like Justin Aboigby, Byron Young. They've been very solid. Uh, Young has flashed some uh, tackle for loss production uh, in the last couple of three seasons. They need him to be more consistent. Uh, but you know, they've got some young guys in the last year or two that I think they like pretty good too. Tim Keenan, 
uh, is a guy to keep an eye on here in his second year in the program. But for now, anyway, but they are more of an edge team. When you talk about Will Anderson, Dallas Turner, and now an emerging Chris Braswell, a former five-star in his own right, that's where you feel best about this team. And then right up the middle, even at inside linebacker and safety, because you return both your starting safeties, you bring back Henry Tilato at the mic. Jalen Moody is a veteran that you feel confident about there at the weak side to go along with a young player like Deontay Lawson. But they need playmaking ability to emerge more so than anything else from those interior guys. Yeah, I I, I want to take you there to that interior linebacker spot. I mean, the the outside guys, I being a Florida guy, I love Dallas Turner. I'm shocked at how good he was this early. I think that is probably scary for other SEC opponents that, that he was that good that early. Cause I thought, you know, being a basketball guy, a little bit raw coming out, although he did have a really nice high school senior season there. Uh if if he keeps improving on on at this rate, that is uh, that is scary. I may not have to blitz quite so much this year, um, but inside, Toto mostly pleased with him as a transfer, I think, but maybe not a, a real impact guy for them. Who who do you think, assuming he's going to start, right? I would guess continue to start. Yeah, opposite I, I, of him. Yeah, I think there's just so much trust in Henry as the play caller. Um, that's what struck me most last year was how quickly he came in as a summer guy and really took over in the middle of the defense in terms of running the show. So I'm not sure that his best position is Mike. I think he's probably better suited for off the ball, Mm -hmm. Uh, but their top guys right now are more of the same. You know, I think Jalen Moody is kind of that guy as well. So uh, they're interchangeable in a lot of ways between the mic and the will. They ask all those guys to learn both spots. But right now, I would think it's going to be Moody, who you know, for a second there entered the transfer portal in his own right before we heard that Christian Harris was actually going to make the jump to the NFL. And then Moody uh, returned to Alabama. But they've got some really good young players. Jihad Campbell is an early enrollee that I'm sure you're familiar oh, with. Oh, the IMG kid? Yeah. Have you seen very, him yet in person, Travis? I haven't. I haven't. We haven't been able to access practices. So um impressive. He's a different level of quickness, man. I got yeah. like we went down there and shot IMG. Uh there they had they had a 24-7 sports day at, at IMG. Uh-huh. And even amongst all those IMG kids, like the explosion he had was just different. It's love him too because he's more of today's linebacker because you can cross train him. I think they're working in primarily inside right now, but I know a lot of people love him as an edge guy. So I think that's in his future uh, to be able to do those kind of things. But yeah, they're stockpiled pretty good. Um, you know, you got Sean Murphy in that mix now at inside linebacker. Ian Jackson has been around a couple of years. Demoy Kennedy. Uh, they've got a wealth of options, but in terms of experience right now, I would think Moody's helps him in that race. Finally, we'll finish on the secondary. Uh, It's Alabama. It's Nick Saban. You pretty much always expect them to have an elite level secondary. Last year was still pretty damn good. Just a little bit of slippage at times. Battle and DeMarco Helms are are back at safety. Kool-Aid McKinstry is still there. And by the way, Branch is like super steady from every time I watch him. And then they go and get Eli Ricks from LSU. This... How does how does this not work out? Because I feel like this is going to be a studly group. 
I think it's going to work out, but there is certainly a lot of intrigue in terms of how it might shake out because they like Terry and Arnold too, a second year guy that you know well about. Oh, as a guy, yeah, absolutely. And I think there was some question about safety corner sub package roles. It's a good situation to have with Terry and Arnold. It sounds like right now he's also in that mix at corner. So you've got Eli Ricks. Terry and Arnold, Kool-Aid McKinstry, and Kyrie Jackson uh, that came in as a junior college player. So, again, in terms of physical ability and, and the attributes you look for in those spots, and Ricks has some documented big play success in the SEC, I think they're going to be just fine. And that's before you talk about the sub-package guys like Branch, like Malachi Moore. No one talks about Malachi Moore hardly anymore. And he had a huge freshman season in 2020. So they've got exactly what Nick Saban loves right now. A lot of legitimate competition, not just numbers, but they've got guys every day that are having to scrap for every rap, rep. And yeah, there is a nice sense of security there with Battle and Helms back at the safety positions. They know exactly what they've got there uh, and they can sort of go from there on the back end. It's been a great breakdown of Alabama. I feel like a, a, a you know certainly a couple fewer questions about the starters and a lot less questions about the depth this year. Uh, Maybe hard to get the tie <laughs> in, in, in 2022. Travis Fryer of Bama Online. Also check out the Bama Online podcast. Travis, really appreciate you coming on. As always, appreciate it, bud. All right, that's the bell. Cover three college football summer school is over for today, but don't worry. We'll be back soon with even more episodes filling you in on the top teams in college football. Please give us those five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Follow us on YouTube and on Twitter at Cover3Podcast, and we'll see you all soon. CBS Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. Citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game for speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new survivor Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount Plus.